Welcome to the new Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, the wonderful private company owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission is to formulate litters that keep cats using the litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give their kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment. With Dr. Elsie's support, The Cat Chat Show brings you interviews with cat authors and experts, some old favorites, some new conversations, so you can better understand and appreciate your own feline family members. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of My Cat Film Festival, short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. Here's some exciting news. Thanks to Dr. Elsie's, you can now see streaming versions of the Cat Film Festival for free on Amazon Prime and Tubi TV. Hope you enjoy listening and watching. I read a really cool article recently in the Washington Post sent to me by someone who knows that I've always got my whiskers ready to find kitty cat stories. And it was a story about black cat rescues in the United States, people who are just rescuing black cats who are apparently, I didn't ever quite know this, overlooked in shelters and adoption situations. So I'm going to talk to all three of the groups. And we're starting near home in Boston, Massachusetts with Susanna Finn, who's the assistant director of the Black Cat Rescue, which can be found at blackcatrescue.com or on their incredibly vibrant Facebook page. Susanna, how did you get 150,000 people to follow you? You must have, you must have, I don't know, parades of black cat loving people going round and round and round. It's, it's kind of amazing. You, you clearly are part of, of a movement of a of a passionate group of cat lovers it it is amazing and we are very appreciative of of all of our supporters and I think the the cats really speak for themselves um, I I have to think that we have so many supporters just because of the cats themselves and nice. people love all cats and 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 love black cats um so it, it is pretty amazing though the amount of of support that we get um not just locally um here in massachusetts but across the country and even internationally it must on our be, social media yes it must be bigger than just locally because i can't imagine there's that quantity of black cats even being owned much less needing to be owned in Boston, but let's go back a little ways to the to the article. Since I'm starting with you, I, and and there are the, at least these two other women who have black cat rescues. One is in California, and one's in Oregon. So we're sort of jumping all over the country, and maybe there's some in England and yeah. Ireland. I'm sure as well. Are 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 you? Do you keep in touch with each other? Is there a sisterhood of black cat rescuers or is everyone in their own geographic niche just trying to do their good work? Um, yeah, I have to say that um, I was not familiar with the other groups until um, that reporter from the Washington Post got in touch and wanted to chat with me. So it's really great to hear that there are um, our, our kindred spirits out yes. there in, in some other states and um, yeah, we should, we should be in touch, but I'm glad <laughs> it's, 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 it's always amazing to hear about, um, you know, all rescues and shelters within New England and then all across the country and kind of each group has its own, um, 
niche and its own yes. issues that they deal with. And um, so it's always nice to speak with people um, in animal rescue in general. And and it was very nice for me to find out that there was this network, although it turns out you aren't in any way a network, but it's connected by a Washington Post article. And now I hope by by a series of interviews that we find out that black cats are so in need of being lifted up on many levels and preserved and saved and then placed in foster and forever homes that the niche really is a, a, a needful niche. And I had only heard that large black dogs in shelters are the very last to be adopted, which to me is kind of odd yeah, given right. how incredibly popular black Labrador retrievers bought at full price as puppies are, but large black dogs are are shunned in some way. I didn't realize that black kitty cats were. I only have always heard the whole, um, please be careful of black cats around Halloween, that apparently vile and dreadful people want to you know, torture them, tease them, do something unpleasant with them or to them. Is, is is that in any way how you came to caring about black cats, this Halloween association of them being in jeopardy? Um, well, so f- for me personally, um, like you, I did not know that, that uh, they were less likely to be adopted and, you know, more likely to stay in shelters longer and be right. euthanized. Um, I just, I thought they were beautiful. So yes. I, just, uh, I liked black cats and I 10 years ago adopted my cat from black cat rescue. I didn't know black cat rescue, but that's how I got um, ultimately involved. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't realize with black dogs, like you mentioned, um, there tends to be a fear, you know, people see a, a big black animal oh, coming see. down the street and it's, there's a, a fearful response um, with the cats, um, I, I will touch on the Halloween thing. And so, uh, you know, of course, some of that, you know, goes back to superstitions. But right. as far as them not being adopted, I don't think that that is um, these days a, a big issue that people are scared of them. What we find is that um, it can be more difficult literally for people to see them in the shelters. Wow. If they're tucked back in the corner of a cage, you can't see their face well. I can tell you with certainty, it is very difficult to get good photos of them. That's right. Um, because you'll be in the room with them and say, oh, you look so cute. Let me take a photo. And then the photo, all you see is these two eyes. Yes. Um, you know, yes. It, it, it can be very difficult if, if you have good natural light. And, you know, sometimes you can get beautiful photos, of course. But so in this day and age, when we rely so much on photos online for people to find animals, um, sometimes that that face just doesn't jump out to people the way a little orange face or a gray face does. Um, So that's part of it. And then as far as um, around Halloween, you know, we we always um, we continue our adoptions year round. We. Um, have the same adoption process where we, um, you know, how we how we vet our adopters year round, and we don't have an issue um, around Halloween with with adopting. You know, people say don't don't adopt out around Halloween um, because there's these evil people out there. And right. um, sadly, of course, sadly, of course, you know, it's probably true, but to a very small extent. And if we halted adoptions even just for a month around Halloween, then we can take in fewer cats 
and we're actually harming more cats by not adopting them out. So, of course, we're still going to be careful and screen adopters and um, our adoption because we are an all foster based rescue, which means that all the cats are in foster homes. There's nobody just showing up and adopting that day, you know, so it's the same long process. So so fortunately, we we can always be happy to find find uh, our foster cats good loving homes. Yeah, that's a good point. It was that that somehow there was some idea that that these evildoers would walk into a county shelter and say, how many black cats have you got? I'll take them all. And, you know, this is in the olden days when shelters weren't, I mean, you're a rescue and you're a foster-based rescue. You're not a brick-and-mortar shelter, much less a county shelter, which is open admission and please just would somebody take these animals out of here. Even even those shelters, which have much more pressure for time and space, don't just give dogs or cats to anybody anymore. Like I, I believe back in right. the day, <laughs> right, didn't they used to say that horrible people would come to shelters to get dogs and cats to do medical experiments on them? You know, they, there were these, it may really have happened. As you said, there may really have been evildoers that belong to witches' covens or something. I don't think that's really the case so much anymore. People have other ways to, mm-hmm. uh, to do whatever it is they, they, they feel they want to express somehow through a black cat. Yeah. So, so we're, we're, um, you know, we have an adoption profile that, that people fill out, you know, through the application process and they set up an appointment to meet the cat. Although these days, of course, it's, it's a Zoom visit with the cat, but our cats have become very tech savvy and are doing great <laughs> at, their, at their Zoom visits. Uh, so, you know, it, it, takes, it typically takes kind of a week for a cat through us to get adopted anyway, and then maybe even another week for them to finally go home. So it, it's a little bit more of a of a process than like you said, just, you know, showing up and saying, Hey, I want to, I want a cat today. So I saw something that, that disturbed me, especially knowing I was going to be talking to you and black cat holistic rescue and, and Jagger's journey out in Oregon. I was watching a football game and all of a sudden it was like a big ha ha. Somebody released a black cat on the field clearly on purpose. And then the announcers are supposed to sound all surprised, like it was a streaker human, you know. Oh, my God, there's a black cat. And I thought, you know, that cat looks really scared and he's running for his life. And whose idea of fun was this anyway? That, I guess you could call public ignorance. I mean, nowadays, people don't see that cat as being necessarily abused, but it is certainly ignorant and not humane to release a cat in. Yeah, no. Right? I, I mean, did you happen, I rem- did you hear I, about I, that? Oh, yeah. I remember seeing it. And just like you, I mean, I think anybody who knows animals at all can clearly see that that cat is very scared. This is not like, I don't know, I mean, maybe a dog running around a field with a ball might be having right, a good time. Right. That was that was more like that. It's hard to watch. It's, it's you know, just really sad, um, you know, for the cat. And then to wonder, like, who on earth um, would do that and think that that's a good idea. So, um, that's, that, that was not, uh, a great, a great moment, but, um, but it was a teachable moment. I mean, there you have a moment where we can now say to people, if you see a black cat being put in any situation, whether it's on YouTube or in real life or on the TV screen, and the cat is in any way being put in some kind of jeopardy for the amusement of humans, that's not okay. So, you know, you can always write to the TV station or to the ball team or whoever's doing it, 
they all, they're very responsive to the public saying, you know, naughty you, thoughtless you, because you think, well, where'd the cat come from? Did they just snatch that right. cat out of a shelter? Right. And where's it going? You know, Who's going to catch it? Right. Right? Um, yeah, no, because there, it's not like a bird flying into a stadium accidentally, which is right. also, you know, you still feel bad for the bird that it got trapped, but clear, clearly somebody did this. So you're right. It is, it's a teachable moment. Um, and, and to me, um, I think, you know, some people could, could learn to have a little empathy for the animal rather than just laughing and saying, Oh, look, the cat's running around exactly. trying to understand and, and, and re and read the body language. And, you know, actually, um, we see this with adopters and sometimes fosters too. Um, you know, some people tend to have a reaction like, Oh, I, I don't think the cat likes me. And, Good point. You know, I understand. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some people really want the cat to just walk over and curl up in their lap. But if you have a little empathy and say and realize that cat is scared, that cat lived in one home for eight years and suddenly is in this new place and now has new people walking into the room. Just try, you know, try to understand that the cat probably doesn't have any real ill feelings toward you. They just don't know you yet. Right. And um, they're right to be cautious. So, yeah. And, you know, life has been confusing right, to right. them. I mean, the fact that, that all cats have a high stress level all the time is something that most people can't really wrap their heads around. Oh, but my ragdoll loves all over me. Yeah, but the ragdoll is still a cat and a cat is both a predator of something smaller, but it's also prey of almost everything is larger than it, you know, whether it's two-legged or four-legged. So they have to be on high alert. And there's a lot of stress living trapped, if you will, in a human environment with walls and windows. And if something comes at you, escaping is really hard, which is why giving them vertical space is so important. So maybe they even have to arch their back and hiss or spit or just look incredibly you know, unhappy that you're coming towards them because, as you say, you're a complete stranger, and they they have to uh, they have to be mindful that they're vulnerable, and we have to be mindful that they're vulnerable. Do you imagine a day when there aren't so many black cats that need rescuing, and you'll be quote unquote out of a job? Well, I I certainly hope that the number of homeless animals across the U.S. and across the world goes exactly. down over time. I know yes. that there are fabulous TNR programs. You know, that's there's right all, all different types of groups out there, ultimately all working toward the yes. same goal in different ways. And yes. so, um, yes, I mean, of course, I, I I would love for there to not be the urgency. I, I think people love, you know, their companion animals um, and taking them in. But um, my guess is in my lifetime, I don't think we're going to run out of cats to save. Unfortunately, yeah. I think we've all seen how many, you know, a, a one-year-old cat, you know, living outdoors can have a couple litters already. So, um, well, actually a five-month-old they're, they're cat. quite good at, re yeah. yeah, they're quite good at reproducing, right? Unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Five, that's why they say fixed by five. If you don't, if you don't yeah. spay a female by five months old, she can already be pregnant. And I don't know, one cat can, one kitten can make thousands of cats over her lifetime if, if she isn't brought in. I, I was sort of saying it facetiously, the idea that there's a rescue just for black cats and has this huge following and you're working so hard and have all these foster homes 
that are harboring with love and affection these kitties just hoping that the right person can see them. As you said, black is actually an invisible color. It's why when you put up like deer fencing, if you put up the black plastic deer fencing, the, the deer quickly learn it's there, but you can't see it. It's not like putting up any other right. kind. Right. They, 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 they learn because they bump into That's it. That's <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, or you hang something yeah. from it, but otherwise black is invisible. Well, I think it's wonderful what you're doing. I think that black cats are magnificently beautiful and they often have amazing eyes, probably because they stand out so much against their shiny black faces. But I think it's wonderful that you're there and that people who are looking for a cat should know that the least desired cat, other than those who are already black cat lovers, is a black cat. So if you have a choice, whether it's a litter of kittens or adult cats, please pick a black cat because it turns out that other people might not. And you'll be the lucky one to get that black cat. Right, Susanna? Absolutely. Um, I mean, we're, and I'm, I'm personally thankful to anybody, you know, who wants to uh, adopt and, and love any, any animal, but yeah, the, the overlooked animals um, are, are, are more precious. Definitely worth, yeah. Yeah. Worth, worth people's time and um, will give you back a lot of love for sure. Exactly. And then, and then you can at some point disprove to other people that, that black cats are less loved because everyone who gets one and then introduces him or her to their friends, whether it's by zoom or YouTube or in person, you know, carefully, if they're (laughs) part of their COVID pod, uh, you'll discover people saying, Oh, I would love a black cat. So here's where you get one. If you live anywhere near Boston, Massachusetts, blackcatrescue.com. Susanna Finn, thanks for being here. Thanks for all the work you do on behalf of these gorgeous kitties. Thank you so much. Thank you for helping us uh, raise awareness for, for cats and black cats. Um, And I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and affection for cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's, which has broken new ground by creating a healthy, dry, and canned food for kitties called Clean Protein, which is inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey. So your cat's appetite is satisfied longer without compromising her health. This is the first dry cat food I believe can be a healthy choice if you want to feed dry food to your cat, even as part of her diet. Although I recommend that canned food should always be your cat's primary diet. Feel free to reach out to me with questions or comments to radiopetlady at gmail.com. Now pop over to Amazon Prime or Tubi TV where you can watch streaming versions of the Cat Film Festival for free. Also thanks to Dr. Elsie's.